from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Let's get it. We have two expected names in the NBA draft. Joe, let's start with Jaquavion Smith, NC State guard, officially entering the draft after his sophomore season. And Duke's Tariq Whitehead, also expected to go. But we didn't see a lot of Whitehead this year, who was one of the top recruits for the Blue Devils this year. Really was supposed to be one of their bus drivers. Turned out to be more of a injuries kind of relegated him to a, hey, maybe he could shoot and catch some fire for us. Uh, obviously, the talent, though, is there for Whitehead, who played in 28 games this year. Only averaged 20 minutes a game, mm-hmm. eight points a game. I don't – I think this is a classic – this is old school in a way, mm-hmm. uh, where you and I and most observers who watch Triangle College basketball this year with Derek Whitehead go, uh, I, what do we even know about the guy? Not a lot. But that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> <that> is, <laughs> NBA holds it against you the more they know about you. Right. There was a couple of guys who came through Duke, came through UNC, where the fact that they played another season, played three seasons, mm-hmm. was used as an. We've seen too much of them. Who was it at Carolina? Was it James Michael McAdoo who yeah. could have gone every year? Could have gone, and it was like, oh man, this guy's totally going to go because of the spacing and everything else. But he stuck around, and NBA champion, and he's he is an NBA champion at the end of the day. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. Carolina Hurricanes wrapped up a brutal stretch of regular season games. What was it? Five games in eight days. I guess it can prepare you for the playoff schedule where it's going to be every other day and against tough competition. Uh, But there's also a a mental fatigue towards the end of the regular season. I think the Canes did pretty well for themselves. Two, two, and one against this competition. Uh, Wasn't great last night right down to Peter Kochekov, who was sent back down to the AHL level, back to the Chicago Wolves, meaning Auntie Ranta is healthy enough to start backing up Freddie Anderson. But this doesn't change my thoughts when it comes to the playoffs, Joe, where my guess is that somebody's going to have to take over. And right now, Freddie Anderson and Peter Kochekov have not done a good job of establishing who that guy is going to be. I don't. That's my one concern. The scoring is what it is at this point. We know the defense is excellent. It's goalie. That's going to be the difference. Yeah, it's such a weird time of the year to try to judge the Canes. And, and I know last year I was concerned when they weren't breathing fire. I'm not necessarily as concerned this year for that reason because it doesn't feel like everyone else around them is playing at that same clip. Mm-hmm. But you do have to try to get things right and get them and know exactly who you are. And obviously with all of the injuries, that's tough. And then with the goalie inconsistencies, that's tough too. Here's Adam Gold, Kane's Corner Podcast, brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Let's do that hockey. All right, fellas. I have two minutes for it is the most wonderful time of the year. It's the ramp up to playoff hockey. There is nothing quite like playoff hockey. By the way, what we saw last night at PNC Arena by two playoff bound teams in the Hurricanes and the Lightning was nothing like playoff hockey. It was dreadful. We did not grow the game last night. No new fans walked out of PNC Arena saying, I can't wait to see that again because that was awful. Tampa wasn't good either. Let's be honest. The game looked like two teams that really didn't have anything left to give. At this time of the year, because of all of the stops and starts and breaks and holidays and things, 
the schedule is crammed together, and that's why last night looked like that. Don't believe me? Here's the head coach. Yeah, it's a tough time of year um, for every team and for different reasons. So we're, we're, we have our you know, challenges too here with a lot of games. Um, but it's, you know, I think it's just trying to focus on every day and what we talked about from day one of the year. So, um, you know, tonight wasn't our best. It wasn't bad. I mean, it was definitely, we did some good things. It just certainly didn't bounce our way. They had a couple goals that you kind of went, oh, and then we had a couple great chances that didn't go in. Maybe that changes the game. But overall, I think the way you put it, there wasn't a lot of spark to our game. You see what he just said there? Then you had some goals that made you go, ooh, and that is the problem. Last night's takeaway for a lot of people was Carolina's power play is not good. Carolina's having trouble scoring goals. Yeah, those are issues. The number one issue for this team, number one, and I think I told you this the other day, the Carolina Hurricanes need better goaltending. I was hoping that Pyotr Kachetkov would back up what he did Saturday against Toronto and do it against Tampa. They didn't have to win the game. He had to play great. Heck, if the Hurricanes had lost 2-0 and he played great doing it because Tampa played great, that would be one thing. But the first two goals he allowed, super soft. Can't do that. In a game that you were probably trying to win 1-0, you can't allow those two goals. You can't even allow one of them. And he allowed two of them. And therein lies the problem for the Hurricanes. I still believe that Kachetkov, who was sent back to the Chicago Wolves of the American Hockey League today, a move that had to be made because Antti Ranta is coming off IR and he's ready to play. I still believe that Kachetkov is the key to them going deep in the playoffs. But he can't play like that. Piotr Kachetkov. Because if the goaltending doesn't get better, there's not going to be a deep end of the playoffs. There'll be a playoffs, but it'll be brief. And that's no good. I challenged him to that. I feel like pulled that out of him. Taking credit for that. Okay, fair enough. I agree with everything Adam had to say, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really, I, there, no notes. Because the, these are things that it's not going to resonate when we're talking about the Carolina Hurricanes in January. It's not going to resonate when we're talking about the Carolina Hurricanes in February. We understand that the regular season is a slog, but you can see the potential issues as we get closer to the playoffs, and they're really coming forward. Um, injuries did not help, all right? Yeah. Not having Andre Svechnikov and not having Max Pacioretty be the guy that they had brought on to elevate is a huge problem for them. And Luke got in a power play question last night, too. So Even better. It's here. It's all the playoffs here. Playoffs are here. It's all here. And again, I I think we kind of know the scoring is what it is at this point. They're going to generate a bunch of chances. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to cash in those chances. It could come in bunches sometimes. It could come at the last minute. I've seen the I've seen the future over the last couple of weeks with this Carolina Hurricane squad as they approach the playoffs. Medicate yourself. I really don't know how else to put it. Go to PNC Arena and find whatever it is that gets you to chill out because these games are going to cause stress. It's not a drug. It's a plant. Maybe I have been immunized. Maybe I will take ayahuasca before a game. Next up. One, two, three. All right, so if NFL teams aren't colluding by not making any attempt to go get Lamar Jackson. What is happening? <laughs> I don't know, man. What is is it 
Is this his sugary snacks? Is that what it is it's now? It's his sleep pattern. Or his sleep, sleep pattern. patterns. This is something that... Does he drink too much caffeine? So everybody's hell-bent on bringing up things like his, well, look at his injuries, look at his injuries. There's, these are things that we regurgitate. There's a lot of quarterbacks that have dealt with injury problems. Uh, but let's also understand what last year was about. And if I would I would hear the argument for Lamar against Lamar Jackson if you properly framed why he missed time last year. I'll, I'll, I'll put it like this. Do you think that if the Baltimore Ravens had taken care of business with a long-term contract for Lamar Jackson, that we would have seen him at the end of the year and they would have and you would have seen him in the playoffs? Do you think you would have seen him with a contract? I would say potentially because a lot of players are willing to play when they shouldn't play. Yes. I would. We I, saw this with Baker Mayfield yep. in 2022. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, no, all it's sorts 23. Of, it's 2021. Yeah, all sorts of When he should have gotten surgery and he played through it. Yep. So, yeah, got, quarterbacks regularly do that. Play hurt. Yes. Because they're taken care of. Correct. Lamar Jackson was betting on himself and he just viewed it from that perspective. I, if you want to bring that up as a knock, as a potential knock, that you believe that he would have played had he had a contract, but because he didn't, he was saving himself, I'd be willing to hear that argument. But just throwing up non, no context, well, he's missed X amount of games doesn't fly with me nor does the talk of lamar jackson and what he is off the field or he runs too much or whatever come on y'all by the way in 2020 when he was taking the world by storm yeah they wrote a story about his favorite pregame meal which was which is shrimp alfredo carbon up like how do you eat cream sauce before a football Dude, game? I, <laughs> That's I really don't bonkers. Know. That just sounds to me like halftime is going to be a real, <laughs> a real, a, a run, if you will. I can't eat Alfredo. <laughs> period. Let alone. Holy mother of a fuck! Woo. Yeah, man. Someone tells me Dennis does not eat Alfredo sauce. Oh, I do. You do, but not before a game. <laughs> not before a game. For some reason, I thought maybe. That wouldn't be on you. You have a you have a list of peculiar dietary items that you avoid. Right? Yeah, I do. So it's, it's an unusual one. But usually, I try and make it my own. Sure. But no, not before a game. Goodness. No. So I just thought it was funny. Like he was being lauded in 2020. Look at this great. Look at this quirky quarterback and what he's eating. Shrimp. You know, we don't we don't really want to have a larger conversation about nutrition. And the the impoverished communities. Do we do we want to have that conversation? No, we don't. Okay, we don't. Next up. And I don't even care who number two is. So Thursday night football is a thing. It's never going away, and people don't like it. Uh, people haven't liked the matchups. They've usually been garbage, and people like to point out that those Thursday night matchups probably lead to injuries that don't need to happen. Maybe not specifically on Thursday night, but the wear and tear sure. on a player. The turnaround. And the turnaround will affect eventually get to you. Now, there are ways around this, like you like to point out, Joe. There's a real simple solution for the NFL with this. Yeah, they if they added a second open date. So right now they have two. They have mm-hmm. one. If they added a second one, you would never have to play a short turnaround game. Rather, you'd have the week. You'd have the Sunday off before you played on Thursday. Rather than looking at it from that perspective, they want to add more Thursday night games for teams and possibly flex, flex them. Yeah, and them in now. At the NFL owners' meetings that are taking place in Arizona, they did not vote for the ability to flex late-season games into the Thursday night television spot for Amazon. But they did approve a measure allowing for a team to be scheduled for as many as two short-week Thursday night games in a season. 
Roger Goodell, when he talked to the media today, made it absolutely known they want to flex those Thursday night games. And he pointed to whatever data exists that proves to the NFL that there's not an increase in injuries due to those short turnarounds or what happens on a Thursday night. There's a couple factors here. There's what this does to players in terms of wear and tear, and also what it does for fans. Now, if you're just a if you're just a television watcher, well, more compelling Thursday night games to watch on Amazon, I guess, makes sense late in the season. And obviously, they want to take care of their television partner. But as far as actual season ticket holders or fans that buy individual tickets who make plans to go at the beginning of the year, that all of a sudden their Sunday afternoon game that they had planned on suddenly gets moved to Thursday night? Well, that's not really fan-friendly now, is it? But the NFL doesn't care about that. They're trying to squeeze as many dollars as they possibly can for their television partners. Why doesn't the NFL want Friday night, by the way, instead? Don't know. Friday nights aren't traditionally a great night for television, I guess. Okay. Makes sense. Just just a thought. Well, I'm saying, because if, if you're truly concerned about fans, right? Thursday night games are the worst. Yeah, I agree. Because you have to get up the next day and go to work. After, you know, making a significant investment in those tickets. Not easy. No, it's not. It's not. Next up. Slightly newsy day when it comes to PNC Arena, where we spend a lot of time. We'll discuss next. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists. Talented surgeons. Highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Uh, a relatively newsy day as it pertains to PNC Arena, a place that a lot of us spend a lot of time at. Uh, let's start with the biggest news that might not affect people who go to PNC Arena to watch events or games. Shout out to Dick Tebbets, longtime media guard outside of the press room. I had no idea yeah. that was Dick's last name. Oh, you didn't know? Neither did I. This is Dick. Yeah. As Luke DeCock pointed out yesterday, yet last night was Dick's last day. What? At PNC, PNC Arena. He is oh, retired. Institution. Oh. The dude has been there forever. Shouts to Dick, man. This has been a really hard time for me and the guys that I typically see when I go to sporting events. Mm -hmm. Len Spongen. Yeah. He retired last, last year, year from Duke. He went out with Kay. He went out with Kay. And when I go to Cameron Indoor, he's supposed to be there. Yeah. I'm supposed to be like, hey, Len. Hey, man. I what's need my going on? Bucks. Where's my media voucher? And he makes sure that, you know, we get we're receded. And with Dick, it was always. How you doing, sir? And he's always asking about Brownlow, you know, like his X Y Z. So this could be really weird going to PNC Arena. He's not there, man. It's he finally got it fed up with the elevator situation. That must, that must be the case. If you're wondering, like, why are these guys spending, like, look, there are a lot of people who you will never know that work at PNC Arena, the Smith Center, Cameron Indoor Stadium, who do a lot mm -hmm. to make things go, and uh, they absolutely need shout shout outs. Uh, when it warrants, and it definitely goes out to Dick. Now, PNC Arena is going to remain PNC Arena for the foreseeable future. Uh, on WRALsportsfan.com right now, we got the news that 
PNC Arena is going to stay that way with a with a uh, with a term extension. Now, technically, it goes for for seven years, but as Brian Murphy uh, talked to talked to us about it earlier today, it really is as part of the naming of the arena. It's only for two years. I have some theories as to why it's only two years. I think mobile sports wagering has a huge part of that, which we'll get to in a second. Once mobile sports wagering goes legal, it's entirely possible that it opens you up to other bids for naming rights. It could be BetMGM Arena or FanDuel Arena or any number of things that helps the financial situation for the Carolina Hurricanes and the Centennial Authority. Yeah, whoever ends up getting that license out of PNC is going to pretty much be synonymous with the arena. Yes, yes. So the Centennial Authority receives about $1.7 million, and NC State receives about $300,000 annually from these naming rights. Okay. So it'll continue that way. Now, one thing that you had brought up that needs to be explored a little further is that you kind of theorize that the positioning that Tom Dundon, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, is taking might get your spidey senses to tingle about a potential sale. Why, why would you think that? It just seems like everything is lining up and it in a really good way for the Hurricanes to be in a, and for Tom Dundon specifically to be in a position to say, well, I inherited this team. This is what the arena looked like. This is what the naming rights look like. And now look, we have we have this deal. We have a developed uh, parking lot. We have now our own casino and our own license to print money. Yeah. Now, why would one want to sell your license to print money? I don't know. That that appeals to me certainly. So here's where here's where I am with Tom Dundon, and this is just my own mm-hmm. observation. I don't know anything. I know. Stop your laughter in the car. I'm self aware. I don't know squat, but just hear me out on this. I don't think Tom Dundon's interested in selling the team. I don't think he's interested in moving the team, especially for all well, the, all I, I the reasons why. I don't think he's moving why. the team. I'm just saying. Plus, the NHL does doesn't feel want like, them. Yeah, it just does feel like there are a lot of things lining up. Okay. I'm just querying. There, this is where we have to remove ourselves from what what we where we are in life versus where the Tom Dundons are in life. Different spots, yes. Different spots in life. Different per, Different parts financially. For super rich dudes, money, while they're motivated by it, is meaningless in your peer group at that point. Oh, you got money? I got money too. So how do you differentiate yourself? How do you make a name for yourself? How do you flex on your peer group? Oh, I own X. The Clippers. I'm the guy who has all the top golfs. I'm the guy who does this. There's a very select group that can... The NFL ownership is super exclusive because of the price barrier, Okay. And it's getting that way in the NBA as well. And you actually look at, you know, who's interested in buying the Hornets. Should Michael Jordan want to give up his majority stake? Well, it's, you know, venture capitalists. And, and again, all these things that differentiate you from other money guys. So I don't think that that Dundon's interested in, in selling the Carolina Hurricanes unless selling the Carolina Hurricanes is another challenge. gives him the money to go after another challenge allows him to get into some sort of or you know some other ownership group that would allow him to get into the N- NBA or the NFL. I, would also, I don't know. There might also be some saber rattling there for all it's, of these things totally to what it is. line up, right? It's totally what it hey, is. Hey, if I don't get this lease deal, hey, if this naming rights deal doesn't get figured out, hey, if I'm not able to develop the land in the way that I want to, well, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. So I think there is something to that. I just... It all just all of these things are just kind of lining up I'm at the you. same time. I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm not 
criticizing the Centennial Authority. I think they're doing what they need to do to make the best possible deal because what happens to that arena if the Canes go somewhere? To your point, <laughs> to your point, Gary Bettman's not letting the Canes go anywhere. They're not going okay? anywhere. I am just merely taking it from someone. If you're Tom Dundon and you inherited a team that was basically neglected by Peter Carmanos, mm-hmm. basically. Not in a bad way, just the guy had other things going on no, in his I'm with life. you on that. I'm okay? with you on that. And he, I don't think he invested them, other than the initial nut that he put in, obviously, and, and the patience that he had. I don't think he invested them in them in the way that Dundon has. And I think you look at what he's done, and it does feel like a, if he wanted to be the quick fixer-upper flipper, mm-hmm. he could do it. Okay. He could. And But it, to your point, it would require another challenge being out there and I don't see for it. him. I don't see it. Is he going to buy no major I, league baseball team? That I don't team? know. Maybe the Rangers. Maybe there's something there. I don't. That I don't know. That's a stall, pure yeah speculation. I'm just saying the way that things are lining up here, I am looking at that going. Hmm, it's interesting. <laughs> uh, speaking of PNC Arena and mobile sports wagering, naming rights, and things like that, we're a step closer. Uh, over on WREL.com right now, the House of Representatives gave its final approval to a bill that would legalize mobile sports gambling in the state. House Bill three four seven now heads to the Senate, where there are some changes expected, although none of these changes would affect whether or not this thing is actually going to happen. Uh, based on what I can tell, based on our conversations with Brian Murphy over at WREL, who's been covering this from the jump, at this point it comes down to money and who's getting it. And you've seen some allotment, you know, some schools that don't play football, they don't have an FBF, FBS program. Well, they're getting a cut and because there's other gambling that could take place in college, like horse racing. Are some people going to add it? They want to strip it? That kind of stuff. There, there's college baseball that I've seen on the card lately, too. Yep. And these are all, oh, man, who wants to gamble on I college just, pitchers, dude? Just telling you. Like, that is the worst. Now if, that it, is well, the I would, worst. I would also just tell you that Aaron Fitt, our friend at uh, D1Baseball.com, yeah, D1. would be very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't trust college pitching, man. I'm, I'm not saying you I'm should. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway. There's something out there for everyone. You like to tell me yeah, that about I, the I, internet. T- I tell you that all the time. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. I found a really spicy mock draft. (laughs) Go on. It's from Bucky Brooks, NFL Network, NFL.com. Sorry, you. Bucky Brooks, 2023 NFL Mock Draft 3.0. Colts pass on quarterback. Will Levis falls out of the first round. Yeah, not buying that. Yo! (laughs) You got me hooked! What's more ridiculous, that or Mike Tannenbaum having Hedden and Hooker go fifth overall? Yeah, it's pretty funny. I'm telling you, man. we got. Why is no one talking about Hedden and Hooker? Great Because he's old and he's... Beat up his knee? Uh, don't worry. We'll have a... Well, why isn't anybody talking about Stetson Bennett? Because he's old? So what? He's ready-made. Is he the Brock Purdy of he this draft? He could be. See, you should do a mock draft and put that right there. Is he the Brock Purdy of this draft? That's what you should do. So Bucky Brooks has uh, the Panthers going for C.J. Stroud. Quote, the Panthers opt for the prototypical passer. 
with five-star tools as QB, one of the future. Six foot three, 214-pound frame, arm talent, and underrated dog mentality. Make him the perfect quarterback for Frank Reich to build around. Speaking of Frank Reich, the Panthers head coach had chatted with the media. Here's what he learned at these pro days last week would say in all the right ways it was confirmation you know you talk to these guys we said scott said this i've said this hey all all these guys at the top are worthy of being in this discussion some for different reasons than others some for, you know some more the same but those things i just got i think get get confirmed so that's frank reich uh who is uh talking to the media miles sanders by the way recent pickup by the carolina panthers he was on with Rich Eisen, and Eisen trying to get down to the bottom of, well, you're at the Panthers now. Who's going number one? Do you know who it is, Miles Sanders? <laughs> Do you know who they no, traded no. to go ahead? No, and honestly, I'm going to be honest. I tried to, I tried to ask, but no, I don't <laughs> Did you ask? Did you really ask? you call up somebody? Did you ask? Yeah, yeah. Deuce? I asked the coach. I asked coach, Coach Wright, and everybody. Yeah. Okay. They want to tell me. What does they he say? They're going to pick the best. They're going to pick the best uh, oh, player available. Come on. He's giving you that answer, think. Miles Sanders. Yeah, he's giving that <laughs> He's paying you. They're paying you four years, $25 million. You don't have, you don't have the, you know, you don't have the in here? They're keeping it that tight. No, no, no I respect that. I, I, I believe that they're going to pick the best uh, best quarterback available. So, um, we're going to see. Who do you think it is? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> mm. I don't want to answer that question. I don't know. <laughs> I just hope it's, it's somebody that's ready to ball out. Catch the rich. <laughs> That's, that was that was good though. I did like that last part. I started. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. No, don't want to get in trouble. I still think it's C.J. Stroud, and maybe uh, maybe because I agree with Bucky Brooks. He's a dog. Do we do He's we got go an f- underrated dog? Do we dog. go do we go full Pat McAfee there? Mm. Dog. Dog. Anyway, what? we we've got to get you some background music for these fantasy drafts some fabio like oh well dennis occasionally and... dennis will occasionally play um yeah we got to set something up for you he'll occasionally play george michael get you, a, get you a uh, careless whisper careless whisper. get you a smoking jacket and a pipe you know what if you, ooh, for the youtubes you know what you and i we got to go to father and son uh, huh? we gotta go to father and son downtown this is what we're gonna do okay Maybe we do this, I don't know, we'll, maybe we got time uh, tomorrow or maybe next week. We're going to go to the Father and Son downtown, and we're going to find the jacket that I can wear, vintage jacket that I can wear when we break it down on the mock Get ourselves into a library, too. A little study. <laughs> <laughs>